and welcome to the Place Your Name Here podcast. My name is George. If you would like to hit me up, then you can send your emails to placeyournamehere.podcast at gmail.com. I hope everybody enjoyed their Sunday today. I enjoyed mine. Go Dolphins. <laughs> Oh man, yes. <sighs> Let's get this thing started. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles ordered to pay 1.6 million in race discrimination suit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, racism can come from anywhere, from anyone. Just ask the WWE fan who were shot when a series of offensive tweets surfaced from NXT wrestler Jasmine or the child of the woman who is suing a sperm bank over having a biracial baby. Even so, it is still surprising in situations like black-owned restaurants looking or losing a racial discrimination lawsuit against a black employee. Let me click this right here. (laughs) Wow. Only on CBS2, it is a legendary food spot in L.A. frequented by celebrities and even the president of the United States. Well, now the famous Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles may have to pay more than a million dollars to a former employee. CBS2's Peter Dowd has the reason why. It's a Southern California institution. The chicken's fantastic. They have to pay more than a million dollars to a former employee. CBS2's Peter Dowd has the reason why. It's a Southern California institution. The chicken's fantastic. fantastic. Work that out. They got that seasoning sauce. That ain't that shaking bake. Popular with celebrities, including Snoop Dogg, Larry King. I'm going to have a chicken and waffle. Yes. Work that out. They got that seasoning sauce. Oh, sorry about that. that. I guess it's buffering out. Popular with celebrities, including Snoop Dogg, Larry King. I'm going to have a chicken and waffle. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. I got to find a better way to do this because internet giving me problems. Obama for Roscoe's chicken and waffles has been ordered. You know, I just seen President Obama right there. I wonder how did they get him in there with all them people in there like that? Do they like have a whole whole shitload of Secret Service people just walking everywhere, man? Just like interrupting these people meal and shit. <laughs> oh man. By a jury to serve up more than 1.6 million dollars in damages to a former employee who filed a racial discrimination and wrongful termination suit against the soul food chain. It's owned by an African-American owner, but he gives full authority to the Hispanics to run it. Racial discrimination and wrongful termination suit against the soul food chain. It's owned by an African-American owner, but he gives full authority to the Hispanics to run it. According to Daniel Beasley's lawsuit, managers at the restaurant on Pico harassed him for being African-American and gave preferential treatment to Latino employees, including better schedules. The grandfather from Compton says he complained to Human Resources and the company's African-American owner, but nothing was done, and he was later fired. <sighs> that's, a, that's the end of that clip right there. Man, <laughs> I mean, after all that, he got $1.6 million, so I know he's happy about that. But damn, that's a fucked up situation to be in. According to CBS Los Angeles, Daniel Beasley was awarded more than one million after suing the restaurant chain Roscoe House of Chicken and Waffles over claims that he was unlawfully terminated. 
Beasley said he was fired after reporting to Human Resources and the owner that managers at, at the restaurant harassed him for being black. <laughs> Man. And they gave special treatment to Latino employees. Woo. Find a way to get paid, man. Find a way to get paid. If they ain't going to let you work there because of that bullshit right there, man. The 1.6 million outcome is a major victory <clears throat> for Beasley, who says he became homeless after loss of employment. Man, this man became homeless over this shit. He and attorney Scott Cummins hope that this will this win sends a message to other businesses out there. Racism, racial harassment can occur really anywhere, even in black owned businesses. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, I hate to say it, man, but you get uh, I'm not gonna even say it. Well, yeah, I mean sometimes you can feel like, man, that some black people could be racist to other black people, man. I know me being black, I seen it. I know other black people seen it, you know. Man. But Beasley added, you can't treat people like that and get away with it constantly. Roscoe, which owns several locations throughout Southern California, has the ability to appeal the decision. I'm pretty sure you're going to appeal it. You know, man, but I don't think it's no use. You know, it's it's a lot of, I'm from Florida, I live in Florida, and it's a lot of Hispanic people down here, and I mean, I never have a problem with anybody from that, from the Hispanic people, man, like that, you know, most of everybody I deal with is cool, I don't know how they get down to California, I do know that when you go to California, it's a lot of Hispanic people, I mean, I've been to LA, and it's pretty much like South Florida, boy. If you don't know how to speak Spanish, whoo, whoo, boy, it's going to be kind of hard for you down there, but, man, kind of trippy, man. Man, I wonder how Roscoe Waffles and Chicken is. Man, I never ate that before. You know, I, I hear about them a lot on TV, but... I, I, you know, actually, I seen a, a movie about it, man. But you know, I guess a lot of famous people eat there, so I'm not even sure that it's um made for black people anymore. But you never know, you know. Like I said, I never been there, but it seemed like a, a high end restaurant now, probably than what it used to be. It probably used to be like a little chicken joint, and then it just blew up. And now only famous people really eat there. You probably got to reserve a seat. I don't know. I'm just guessing. You know, if the president eating there. And I just seen a picture of Snoop Dogg and Larry King eating there. Man, but at least he got 1.6 million to sit back on. So hopefully that helps out. Man, this is sad right here. Um, I heard about this story like a couple of days ago about the bones that they found in a house in Ohio. I mean, damn, how do you find some bones in that short a period of time? I mean, they said, man, I guess, I, I don't know, man. They found the bones in the fireplace. Man, uh, oh, man. 
Remains found in the backyard fire pit of an Ashtabula County home have been confirmed as missing Warren teenager Alicia Bell. But as we know, this investigation is far from over. This was the word her parents' family were absolutely dreading. Jessica Dill joins us live from the Ashtabula County Sheriff's Office where she just stepped out of a press conference. So, Jess, what were they saying in that press conference? Any new information? Well, Steph, they did confirm that it was Alicia Bell. Of course, as you said, that news that that family was not looking for. But they also let us know that they are far from over in testing. There are a lot of missing girls in Ashtabula County. And what they are doing right now is they are going through a lot more DNA testing and to see if there are any other connections to this case. So something, of course, that we are... Woo, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading this article, and it's something to do with, you know... Human trafficking, and I'm guessing that it was like a, uh, and in a cruder terms, put it, um, a whorehouse or or sex legs or something like that. And I guess all these girls were young. The girls that are missing are young, and the girl that they found is real young. Going to be following, but the sheriff, prosecutor, and coroner just met with the media this morning. They met to confirm the human remains found in James Brooks' backyard on Route 6 last month are those of 18 year old Alicia Bell, who went missing in July. Now, the investigation included comparing DNA swabs to Bell's mother. They also tell us a phone was found. Wow, this girl is so young, man. I mean, her life is just over. She was 18. And you, you should just see the picture of you. I mean, she looked like she's just like she looked like she's in high school. No if and buts about it. I don't know what they were doing with her, man. Found in the home, and that is now part of the investigation. Brooks is facing multiple charges, and while they would not tell us all of the charges, they will confirm that this is a homicide case. It's a homicide, and and uh, a lot of times. Uh, uh, we have to do a lot of investigation. We have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that whoever is involved is, is taken to justice. And, and uh, so it's really not unusual. It's, it's just a, it's another homicide case that we're going to work real hard on and get all the facts. Now, the reason they can't give us a lot of that information, as he just said right there, is that they're really trying to make sure that they can get all these facts straight. But a lot of questions still remain. They are not yet telling us what the connection was between Bell and Brooks. They're also not letting us know if human trafficking is involved here because Brooks has actually been investigated before for human trafficking, but they are not telling us if that's involved in this situation. Also, we asked about how she died. The coroner mentioned that that may be a long time before we know exactly how she died because of the way that the bones and the human remains were found. And unfortunately, they also said we may never know exactly how she died. But as you can see, there's a lot still to investigate here. And that's really what the meaning of the conference was today, was to let us know that they would like us to just be patient. Everyone just needs to be patient as they work through all of the different information. <clears throat> man, I would flip the fuck out if that was my daughter. I mean, the picture of her, man... She's a very pretty girl, but she's so fucking young. Trippy ass shit, man. Information, and they did just want to confirm that, unfortunately, it was that Alicia Bell who they did find in the backyard. So sad. You can't imagine the family going from her being missing, then finding out it was her, and then that's how she died or how her body was 
ended up finding like it's just a, it's the news we all feared, but now unfortunately confirmed. That family, oh my goodness! All right, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Okay. She held on to hope till the very end yeah. too, so that was the sad part too. And then unfortunately, they they had to tell her the bad news there yesterday. She was so. <sighs> Man, you know, if he did all this shit. Man, I'm, I'm all about, man, you know, they need to fucking fry his ass. Or, you know what I'm saying? Fucking burn him up like he burned her ass up. Belle's mother, Tiffany Kepper, had become frantically worried about her daughter when she received a test message from her mom. If I make it home, I need, I need you. I'm scared. Um, Kepner tried to call her phone to respond, but all calls went straight to voicemail, which meant Kepner said that it was either turned off or had lost his battery life. After the cryptic message, Bell was, was reporting missing in July. She had disappeared after leaving Kepner's house on foot to visit a nearby relative. So, I'm gonna, did, did he kidnap her? It was not until August twenty August twentieth that a break in the case came when a raid in Roman shores by narcotics against turned up bones in a backyard fire pit. Authorities then arrested forty year old James Brooks of Rome, who is charged with abuse of a corpse, tampering with evidence, drug trafficking, and weapon violation. Damn, so they got a whole boatload of shit on his ass. The bones were positively identified as bells. And her death was ruled a homicide, though Astabula County Coroner Pamela Lancaster said that the, ma the matter was still being investigated and that they did not yet know the cause of the death. Man, that's so sad. Man, all this terrible-ass news. It seems like that's all that's out there right now, just terrible news, man. Man, that's so sad for man. I feel sorry for the parents, you know, man. It's all about living life. I mean, when you go on to eighteen, there's no life you just live. I mean, you got so much in front of you, and then you got sick motherfuckers that do that. I mean, think they can control people, man. And they they try to get them while they're young, cause you know it, they feel like it's easy for them to fuck with their head. And that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's sister, that's somebody's brother, that's somebody, you know, cousin. I mean, you got to look at it from your point of view. I mean, now that you're just so sadistic that you don't give a fuck. Man, I know everybody heard about this story about James Blake. Um, He used to play tennis. I mean, he's a retired tennis player, a, a retired professional tennis player. He pretty he pretty famous. Um, let me see. Ex tennis star James Blake says, "Fire NYC officer who tackled me." Former tennis star James Blake who. Who's caught on camera taken down by a plainclothes New York City police officer prompted apologies from the mayor and police commissioner told the Associated Press on Saturday that the officer who wrongly arrested him should be fired. That's a, a duh. Fuck. Really? He should be fired. And arrested. And jailed. I mean, man.
Yeah, just standing there waiting for the car and um, definitely not thinking about this, thinking about the day and what was going on I mean, and man, uh, see someone running. Sorry about that. Oh, man. I mean, dude just ran up and just, just ran up to him and just grabbed him and tackled his ass. For real, man. Like, like I, I, I don't... <laughs> you know, read him his rights. You know, do something, man. He just came out the picture and just ran up on him and tackled him. This, thinking about the day and what was going on and uh, see someone running uh, from the street towards me and my first reaction, what naive as it may be, was that this is probably someone that knows running uh, from the street towards me and my first reaction, what naive as it may be, was that this is probably someone that knows me from high school or something coming to give me a hug or play a joke or, or mess around and about three seconds later when I was on the ground I realized that wasn't the case. I don't think there's much of a gray area. I don't think this person should ever have a badge or a gun again. Um, and I, I don't think it's too much to ask. He's had five civil complaints in four years, which is not more than 90% of the police force has over their entire Now, I'm going to say this right here. I mean, it's good that it happened to him because he got a voice that, that he could get out there and say, hey, you know, this shit happened to me, you know. Y'all want to act like that this shit do not exist, but hey, here I am, black man, standing, waiting for my car, and I just get tackled by the police for no reason, and a bullshit excuse they had for it was a bullshit excuse. Too much to ask. He's had five civil complaints in four years, which is not more than 90% of the police force has over their entire career. There is no gray area there. The video shows it pretty clearly. I never raised my arms. I never ran. I never did anything that could be seen in any way as confrontational. And added into the fact that the suspect is a nonviolent criminal. So there is no reason for this in any way. Uh, Mr. Bratton and. <laughs> hey, y'all hear that? They say the suspect was a nonviolent criminal, but, you know. If you're black and you're a nonviolent criminal, that's how they're going to handle your ass. Oh, man. For this in any way, uh, Mr. Bratton and Mayor de Blasio have made it clear that they apologize, and I, I appreciate that. I respect that. But I'm sure this isn't the first time police brutality has happened, and I'm sure it's not the last time. So I want them to apologize to the people that... that that this happens to that don't have the same voice that I have. I want them to all be, uh, those wrongs to be righted as well. And I believe that... I mean, this is worst case scenario, base, best case scenario. I mean, this is going to happen to nobody, nobody else that, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you know, if this would happen to anybody that was like, you know, just an ordinary black man, you know, everybody be like, oh yeah, he's bullshitting. The shit that we hear when we talk about police harassment and the way police do us. But this guy right here, man, he got a voice, man. You know, he's a, a ex-professional tennis, tennis star that everybody heard of. You know, man, he could, he could, he could get that reaction from the mayor, and which is good. You know what I'm saying? Put notice on this shit. The majority of police officers do great work, and they're heroes. So this person doesn't ever belong in that same sentence with the heroes that are doing uh, the, the right kind of police work and keeping the public safe. Yep, you're right about that one right there, man.
Right about that one. I don't think this person should ever have a badge or a gun again. Blake 38 said a day after surveillance video of the arrest outside the Manhattan Hotel and details about previous complaints over the officer's use of force became public. I don't think it's too much to ask, he said. Blake, who had been rated as the highest number four in the world before retiring after the 2013 U.S. Open was misidentified by a, co a cooperating witness as being part of a scheme to sell fraudulent Huh. Purchase merchandise when he was tackled. Police have said, "What? Was my he was misidentified by a cooperating witness? So that's that's telling me that this is that bullshit. Somebody was in the car. Oh, that's him right there, officer. Get him! And they ran up to this man." And tackle this man. So don't that person feel stupid? I wonder. I wonder how this other person who they was trying to get after after look, man. I just really want to know how he looked. You know, isn't that all black people look alike? <clears throat> the arresting officer James Brascator, who has been with NYPD for four years. Oh yeah, so he's so gung ho. He's only been in the police department for four years. Have been named in several civil rights lawsuits, alleged excessive force. He has also been the subject of our subject of four civilian complaints and above average number for NYPD officers, according to complaint data. I think that that kind of police officer turns into bad, which I have the utmost respect for, and I believe that the majority of police officers do great work and they're heroes. Blake told the AP. Yeah. The heroes. <laughs> Full of shit. Oh man, you should see how they try to excuse this shit right here. A spokesman for his union did not return a message seeking comment Saturday. But on Friday, Patrolmen's Benevolent Association President Patrick Lynch said Blake's arrest was made under fluid circumstances where the subject might have fled and the officer did a professional job of bringing the individual to the ground. Yeah, this fuse everything. So I guess see that's the problem with the union. You know, the police union. I mean, police officer in general, man. It's that brotherhood that they. I mean, they they try to say that everything that a police officer is doing is right. I mean, the union they're gonna sit here and protect this guy to the end, and that's why people don't like what well, black people do not trust the police because when we say shit happens. Then now, oh, the police union, here, here they go. Um, No, the, the officer did it professionally. He took him down professionally. You know, shit like that, man. That shit can't fly. You know, the, they they see the video. He was just sitting, standing there. And they should be like, well, you know what? This is some fucked up shit he just did. The officer has been placed on desk duty while internal affairs detectives continue their investigation. An issue is not only Blake takedown, but whether the use of force wasn't properly reported up the chain of command, leaving police brass to learn of it only after Blake spoke to the media. Oh man, so you know they ain't much even say the shit happened until he until he spoke to the media, you know, and he got that fucking. Reach to speak to the media after some shit like that because you know what I'm saying he's a retired professional tennis player. 
but determining what discipline, if any, officers could receive won't have any time won't happen anytime soon. Depending on results of internal investigation, he could face department charges. If Frascator chooses to fight those charges, he would do so in a department departmental trial. Yeah, there's another problem right there, you know. Instead of uh going to court, he's doing that shit internally. Oh man. Punishments ranging from a loss of vacation day to performance monitor or other disciplinary action. A loss of vacation day? How about a loss of fucking days? I mean, a loss of fucking job. That's what he need, man. Commissioner William Braddon, who earlier this week apologized personally to Blake. Oh, man. Oh, man. A police spokesman declined to comment on Blake's remarks, saying internal investigation is ongoing. Blake said Saturday he was appreciative of Braddon and Mayor Bill de Blasio's apology, as well as the invitations to discuss further policing issues, including use of body cameras, training, and training and ways to ensure more accountability. But he also said he hoped others who have been wrongly arrested or mistreated by officers will receive the same treatment. Yeah, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Fire his ass. That's what y'all need to do. Just fire him, man. His own video. No. Yeah. Police fire 84 shots. <laughs> uh, police fired 84 shots at man and missed 83 times. <laughs> oh man, I should. Uh. A fusillade of bullets pierced the pre dawn darkness, awakening people in the Bushwick neighborhood, some of whom thought what they were hearing were vehicle backfires. It was anything but. Two officers jumped into action after a <laughs> Damn, they were busting, man. Wounded 52-year-old man said he had been shot by a man attempting to steal his SUV. According to police, Gerald Harris opened fire on them when he realized he was being pursued. Four more officers, these from the 83rd Precinct, provided backup and joined in the firefight. Wearing red pants, police were able to keep an eye on the suspect as he tried to find cover. Residents in the area were shaken by all the commotion. It was like 2 in the morning, yeah, and um, they came and, and the police came inside. I was upstairs, I was seeing everything, and they um, supposedly the bad guys went through the back. Harris was finally stopped in his tracks when he was shot in the lower leg. He fired almost a dozen shots at police from a stolen 45 caliber pistol that lay beside him on the street with a pile of spent bullets alongside him. In all, 84 shots were fired during the brief exchange. Retired Detective Sergeant and PICS contributor Wally Zine says it's not that unusual for so many shots to be fired in a situation like this. Now, if all of them are shooting and being shot at, they're going to empty their weapons on the perp who's shooting at them. When do police training come in? I mean, don't they go to the firing range? <laughs> Nobody can hit shit. 
But, oh, man. And those police officers were doing what they're trained to do. You can't second-guess that in a situation like that. And it is somewhat of a miracle that with all those shots that were fired, no one other than the suspect was hit. He remains hospitalized tonight in stable condition. <laughs> Man, you would think. I mean, who? Boy. Somebody would have got hit, man, but good thing nobody did. That's a lot of shots. 84 times. Only one hit. Facing a battery of charges, and the man he allegedly shot while attempting to steal his car is also okay. As for the six police officers involved, they escaped any serious injury, but they did go to the hospital for treatment of tinnitus. That's possible hearing damage, which is understandable. After all those gunshots were fired in the newsroom, I'm Marvin Scott. John Ten. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you know what? No fucking comment. God damn, how the fuck you missed that many times, man? <laughs> wow, man. Uh, I guess this is good news from a shitty situation. I don't know. Freddie Gray's family settles with City for $6.4 million. The parents of Freddie Gray reached a tentative $6.4 million settlement with the city of Baltimore nearly five months after their 25-year-old son was critically injured in a police custody, sparking days of protests and rioting. Man, you know, I know, man, that's a lot of money, but Man, man, they could hit. I guess, yeah, you know what? I guess the city felt like they could have got more money from. I mean, the city felt like they would have lost more money. If they would have took that shit to trial. But man, I get. What, what are you doing in that situation? The deal announced Tuesday appeared to be among the largest settlements in the, in police death cases in recent years. It happened just two days before a judge is set to hear arguments on whether to move the trial for six officers charged in Gray's death from Baltimore. <sighs> the city of Baltimore has reached a $6.4 million wrongful death settlement with the family of Freddie Gray. The civil settlement comes a week after preliminary trial hearings were held for the six Baltimore police officers charged in Gray's death back in April when he suffered a critical spine injury while in police custody. The officers now face criminal charges stemming from Gray's death. Gray, who was black, was critically injured while in the back of a prisoner transport van after his arrest. The death of the 25-year-old sparked a series of violent protests and days of rioting and unrest in the city of Baltimore and shook the entire nation. The settlements... Man, I don't... You know... It also sparked a, a series of good, peaceful protests, too. So, you know, find a way to bend that shit a little, won't you? God damn. Still requires approval of a board that oversees city spending. The board will meet on Wednesday. Emily Roseman, Associated Press. You know, it's a reason why the city of Baltimore settled that shit so fast. I never even knew you could settle shit that fast. Five months.
you know, I ain't no lawyer, and I ain't never been in a situation like that, but, you know, shit like that, I think, usually go on for years. You know, I can remember, I think, like, like the Rodney King shit, that shit went on for a few years. You know, five months, the city must do they was in some deep shit. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, brothers accused of trying to kill parents at Georgia home. Let's check this out right here. Two brothers who allegedly tried to kill their parents and then burned down their house. The mother making a frantic call to 911. And ABC's Philip Mena is here with all of the details. Good morning, Philip. Paula, Dan, good morning. Uh, police say both parents severely injured in the attack at the hands of their sons. This morning, those brothers are in jail facing aggravated assault and arson charges. This morning, Georgia police investigating an attempted murder within the walls of this Atlanta area mansion. Man, it was a nice ass house, man. I want. It, it got to be money. It, it got to be about money, man. It got to be about money. You would think, but man, I just I don't understand some people's mindset of like, wow, is it worth it? I guess to some people they feel like it is. Yvonne Irvin calling 911 for help as her own sons attack her and her husband. She stated to our 911 operator that uh, her, her sons were trying to kill her and her husband. Police say Yvonne was able to make that call thanks to her husband, Zachary, badly wounded as he kept the 17-year-old Cameron and 22-year-old Christopher at bay. Now, I mean, do you think that, like, man, I'm just trying to guess it. I don't know what the fuck happened, but could it be that they did something to the kids? I mean, you could assume that. But, man, this is a nice-ass house where I'm looking at, a nice-ass neighborhood. She told the 911 operator that the husband was distracting the sons and she was able to call. Uh, that is probably the life-saving move uh, from this event. Along this street of manicured lawns, neighbors stunned to see the father badly bleeding in front of his home. He was moving slightly, but he wasn't in good shape at all. This morning. I mean, I'm looking, I like that shit, man. It's a nice-ass neighborhood with some big-ass houses and nothing but black folks standing there. <laughs> wow, you know. You don't see that shit. The only place you really see that shit at is Atlanta, man. You know, you, you come down here where I live at, to the nice-ass neighborhoods like this. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like white people row all down the streets. Police are not commenting on a possible motive for why this seemingly picture-perfect family has been torn. I mean, the, the title of the news story is Shocking Crime in Upscale Neighborhood. Horn apart. And they showing the picture of the family. And I mean, it looked like a nice family. They all on vacation. And I'm guessing I'm looking at the picture. I'd have been there a few times. So I know it looked like it was in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the in, in uh, downtown New Orleans. I mean, you can look at the picture. So, you know, they look like they're on a nice family vacation. Like they got some nice kids. I just wonder what could drive them to try to do some shit like that.
He's also alleging the gas line had been cut, suspecting the sons tried to burn the house down too. Those brothers are cooperating with police but are being held in jail without bond. Oh, man. So, you know, they were uh, cooperating with the police. So, you know, it might be another side to that story. I don't know what it is. But, man, so fucked up shit right now. Man, you know, um, I was skimming through the internet and I ran across this article. It was an opinion piece, and I, uh, I'm gonna say this. I don't know much about this lady. I just know she's a writer for the Chicago Sun Time, and I, I tried to skim across the a couple of her articles that like to get a feel for her, but I couldn't really do it because she was like every article was different. I was trying to figure if she was hardcore to the right, if she's hardcore to the left, if she's somewhere in the middle. And I couldn't really get too much about it. You know, so I, I just tried to skim through a couple of her couple of her articles. Her name is Mary Mitchell and she wrote an article and Here's, here it is. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times writer says sex workers cannot be raped. Well, she didn't write the article. Um, the article she wrote was... Yeah, it was an opinion piece at the Ch Chicago Sun-Times. I'm uh, I'm going to try to get to as much as I can of it. First, I'm going to... Uh, let me see what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to read the article... That was written about it. I'm gonna try to read her opinion piece on it. Uh, <clears throat> in an editorial published in yesterday's Chicago Sun Times, writer Mary Mitchell essentially argued that sex workers cannot be raped. Mitchell's, Mitchell is in disbelief that Chicago area authorities have charged Roy Atkins with aggravated criminal sexual assault rather than because he raped a sex worker so basically he, he raped the prostitute but she said something about that the prostitute can't be raped because she's a prostitute which is the I, don't, I mean to me it's the silliest shit that come out of somebody's mouth oh, I, man I don't, I don't know about that one right up let me let me read her opinion piece. At least try to read some of it. I imagine most prostitutes in this situation would have run straight to a pimp, but after leaving Atkins' home in the 1100 block of North Lawyer, the unidentified 24-year-old woman called the police. Atkins is now being held on 75,000 I mean, seventy-five. I mean, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars bail, charged with aggravated criminal sexual assault. I don't have one iota of sympathy for Atkins' plight, but I'm grateful he is being accused of snatching an innocent woman off the street. I, I don't have one iota of sympathy for Atkins' plight, but I'm grateful he isn't being accused of snatching an innocent woman off the street. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <sighs> Mostly though. I find this story disturbing. Really? How you found it? 
for one thing, this is another example of the role Backpage.com plays in facilitating prostitution. So she gonna blame Backpage.com for this. You know what? I don't. Uh, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart has waged an intense battle to shut down paid sex ads on the site, setting up stings and asking credit card companies to block their cards from being used to buy sex ads. We try to explain that this is highly that this is a highly dangerous act. Dark told told me they go to websites and meet at a hotel or people people or hotel or people houses. Things can get very volatile. Uh, mostly though, I find this story disturbing. For one thing, this is another example of the role Backpage plays. If hold on, why they wrote that shit twice? Uh, See one second. Unfortunately, the way this case is being handled make makes it look like sex trafficking is a legitimate business. I'm not one of those women who believe rape victims are at fault because they dress too provocatively, provocatively, whatever, or mis misled some Rand, Rand, Randy Rance miss what the fuck Randy guy <laughs> guy to think it was lucky it was his lucky night. But when you agree to meet a strange man in a strange place for those purposes and having strange sex for money, you are putting yourself at risk for harm. It's tough to see this unidentified prostitute as a victim. This is not the first time something like this has happened. What you mean she's not a victim, though? I mean, is she... If she said no or she didn't want have want to have sex with the man, then I mean it always comes down to no mean no. You know, even if he was paying for it. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the way this case is being handled makes it look like a sex look like sex trafficking is a legitimate business. I don't I still don't understand that shit. Man. It's tough to see this unidentified prostitute as a victim. And because this incident is being charged as a criminal sexual assault, when it's actually more like, oh God, when it's actually more like theft of services, it minimizes the act of rape. Oh, oh God, boy. Yeah, she wilding out, man. Earlier this month, we saw what a rape victim looks like. Melissa Schuster, 26, of Willowbrook, was stabbed 17 times and suffered a fractured nose, broken bones, and eye injuries when she was raped by a man who broke into her home after demanding cash. Now, yeah, she's a rape victim, but you don't have to be punched in the face to be a rape victim. I mean, what makes you a rape victim is if you say no or you, you, did, you have not given consent to have sex with somebody. Or you ain't at the age of consent to have sex with somebody. Oh man, oh, I don't know what to say about that one right there, man. It's that, that shit, shit like that just boggles my mind that people just let stupid shit come out their mouth like that. But after a manhunt, Lundell Madison, 31, South Bend, Indiana, was charged with attempted first-degree murder, aggravated criminal sexual assault, evasion, and armed robbery. But when you agree to meet a strange man in a strange place for the... Why did, why is this article repeating itself? 
over and over again. I don't understand that. Oh man. Uh, let me go here. This this right here, I guess, paraphrases it better. Um, in an editorial published in yesterday's Chicago Sun-Times, writer Mary Mitchell essentially argued that sex workers cannot be raped. Mitchell is in disbelief that Chicago area authorities have charged Roy Atkins with aggravated criminal sexual assault rather rather than theft because he had raped a sex worker. According to a report from Mitchell's own newspaper, Atkins solicited a sex worker on Backpage.com agreeing to pay $180 for her services. But the 29-year-old didn't have the money to pay her, so when the woman came to his home in the Austin neighborhood on August 9th, Atkins walked upstairs, led her to her bedroom, and then returned holding a gun and raped her. The sister state attorney, Kim um, Priscota, said at Atkins' bond hearing Thursday. You know, see, that's, that's it, you know. He held her at gunpoint and raped her. I mean, how's that not rape? When he held her at gunpoint. In her op-ed, Mitchell argues that prosecuted actions for rape makes a mockery of rape victims, she continues. Unfortunately, the way this case is being handled makes it look like a sex trafficking is a legitimate business. I'm not one of those women who believe rape victims are at fault because they dress too provocatively or misled some randy guy into thinking it was luck it was his lucky night. But when you agree to meet a strange man in a strange place for the purpose of having strange sex for money, you are putting yourself at risk of harm. It's tough to see this unidentified prostitute as a victim and because the incident is being charged as a criminal sexual assault when it's actually more like deaths or services and minimizes the after rape man she's a woman saying this shit man real weight rape victims according to Mitchell are women who have been beaten buried bruised and assaulted despite doing nothing to bring out this terrible terrible ordeal it's an easy Elijah that that Mitchell makes implying that sexual innocence and regard for the rules of safety are what actually make makes one a victim, but it's deeply tied to old and ugly stereotypes. Yeah, you're right about that right there. The op-ed is persistently reminded that anachronistic views of sex workers treat them as morally questionable objects rather than human beings in and places being raped. At gunpoint, it's hardly a crime. Perhaps that perspective is what actually minimizes the actor rate. Damn, man. Oh, that's sickening, man. So, she basically saying that let's charge this man with a misdemeanor crime, you know, basically petty theft or, or felony theft because she's a prostitute. Death of services, man. I mean, you know, that's some sick shit. She should really be ashamed of her fucking self for that shit right there. Even if it come out the mouth like that. Oh, God damn. I mean, I don't I don't know what y'all think, but I guess it's an op-ed, it's an op-piece, so, you know, it's, it's her opinion, and I guess the whole point of the newspaper is to get people to read the shit, and when you got people who say outlandish shit like that, then, you know, people are going to read it, they're they going to have their opinion, they're going to want to comment on it, but they're going to read it, so I guess that's the whole point of, of her writing that, I'm thinking, 
or she's just a crazy bitch. I mean, either or, it's a fucked up, it's some fucked up shit to say, man. Oh, man. Oh, oh Palm Beach County, my neck of the woods. Oh, let me see. No wonder you people get shot. Irate Florida woman tells deputy. A remarkably restrained Florida sheriff's deputy calmly thanked that angered driver. He pulled up for speeding and walked away after she told him, you know what? No wonder you people get shot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no wonder you people get shot. The Palm Beach Sheriff's Office released dash cam video Thursday of the incident last week. Neither the driver nor the deputy were identified. I mean, can you, I know, I mean, I ain't got no problem with it, but can you just release dash cam video of people? I mean, when they ain't committing no crime, I, I mean, is it, I mean, is that right? <laughs> oh, man. In the video, the deputy explains that the woman has been pulled over for driving 51 miles per hour in a 20 mile per hour school zone. Wow, how the fuck she did not go to jail? Ain't that reckless driving? Oh, wow. oh man. That's, yeah, I, I would think that they would take her to jail for doing, going that fast in a school zone. Um, I'm guessing she was a light, white lady. She spent much of the stop begging to get off with the warning. Yeah, there you go. Trying to get off that white privilege. <laughs> wow. But the deputy reject her request on the ground that she was speeding through a school zone. Near the end, after getting the ticket, she says, you know what? No wonder you people get shot. You're absolutely an asshole. To which the deputy claim responds, I mean, the deputy calmly responds, okay, thank you, ma'am. I, I appreciate that. He then tells her to drive, say, yeah, damn, boy. Uh, hold on, let's see what happened right here. Right now, he just walked to the car. So, I guess he already got the ticket. I guess this is a short video. I mean, they edited it down. So, he's he wrote her the ticket. And he's walking back to her car. Ma'am. What? You are being cited for speeding. Can't put explain what your options are. Drive safe. No wonder you people get shot. You're absolute asshole. Okay, thank you, man. I appreciate You're welcome. It. Have a nice Drive day. Safe. <laughs> God damn, man. Oh, man, my head. Oh, hold on. Can't put explain what your options are. Drive safe. No wonder you people get shot. You're absolute asshole. Okay, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a nice day. I mean, I, you don't see her face, but I'm guessing. 
from the sound of her voice that she's an older white lady and you know it's probably some part nice part of Palm Beach County I'm, uh, I'm trying to see what type of car she's driving it looked like a pretty nice car <laughs> oh man hold on one more time All I want you to do is just picture if that was me. Man. Uh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How did she not go to jail? First of all, she was doing damn near 30 miles over the fucking speed limit in a fucking school zone. But think about that one right there, man. Wow. Well, I guess I'm just gonna leave it at that right there, man. Um, like I said, if you want to hit me up, you can send your emails to place your name here podcast at gmail.com. Like I said, I hope everybody enjoyed their football Sunday. I'm ahead in the front room and watch this Sunday night game. Enjoy the rest of my night, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, too. All right, I'm out.